Hey, this is Julian from A Strange New Pod. This is Fathery from Text Trek, a Star Trek podcast. I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Rihanna from the Dura Sisters podcast. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Trek, Trek Untold. Untold. Hello and welcome to Trek Untold, the Star Trek podcast that goes beyond the stars. I'm your host, Matthew Kaplowitz. This week in the United States, many folks around the nation are celebrating Thanksgiving. Thanks to the pandemic becoming more under control, this year in particular seems to be the year that many families are finally reuniting. Airlines are operating at nearly normal operating capacity, and with many Americans vaccinated, it's become much safer to once again enjoy this holiday. So I decided to celebrate it on this week's episode of Trek Untold, and summoned a gathering of Star Trek podcasters to meet for the very first time and have a roundtable discussion about what it is we do. Joining the show today, we have Julian from Strange New Pod, Fathery from Text Trek, and Ashlyn and Rihanna from the Dura Sisters podcast. Four guests, three different shows, all with their own stories and styles that make them stand out among the very full landscape of Star Trek podcasts out there. We're going to talk about why they started their podcast and all the different moving pieces that make their shows come together, as well as learn about who these hosts are, how they got into Star Trek, and then, of course, just nerd out over our mutual love of this franchise. If you're listening and you've ever wanted to start a podcast, this show is going to be a good starting place to get an idea of what you can expect when you make your show, and how to stay motivated and become successful amongst so many other podcasts out there. And not to keep mentioning the pandemic, but really, during the pandemic especially, there was a big boom in podcasting as a whole, and Star Trek was of course one of those genres that got hit pretty hard with a lot of new podcasts showing up, including myself and one of the guests we're going to talk to today. It's definitely not an easy task to have a podcast while also maintaining a professional life and also having a personal life outside of all those endeavors. So this episode is definitely a good way for you to kind of understand what it is that we podcasters are doing and how we make our shows come together. This episode is also going to be a special one because this is an uninterrupted episode of Trek Untold. That means no ad breaks. That's right, because I decided to make that my holiday gift to you. However, we do need to talk about one very important thing from one of my sponsors, and that's Triple Fiction Productions. Every Black Friday, they do an amazing sale where they debut a bunch of items that are basically exclusive to only that day. This year, their epic Black Friday sale starts on November 26th at 1pm Eastern over on triple-fictionproductions.net. If you're not familiar with who TFP is, they make Star Trek-inspired toys, playsets, dioramas, and prop replicas, full-sized, which is really, really awesome. We've taken a look at them on my YouTube channel a bunch of times. Love their stuff, and this year in particular, they've got some really awesome pieces. So what you can expect on this Black Friday sale is an Enterprise-D bridge replica for the Galoob TNG action figures. Now, if you're a toy collector, you know that Galoob had originally had plans to make a full-size Enterprise-D, as well as some kind of cardboard playsets. None of those ever happened, of course, because Galoob lost the license and gave up on it very quickly. But Turtle Fiction Productions has picked up that slack many decades later, and now they've got your very own version of that Galoob bridge, which is awesome, has moving pieces. You guys gotta see this thing to believe it. And their real big showstopper and their most expensive piece this year is a Borg Queen chamber, which has some lights in it. This thing is enormous. Again, you gotta see this thing. It's nuts. I don't even know how he's making this, but wow. It's just, if you're someone who collects the toys like I am, this is like a centerpiece item to get. I really think Triple Fiction Productions outdid themselves this year. I mean, every Black Friday they do some awesome stuff, but this year, really, there's some pieces that are really going to make you go wow. And best of all, Trek Untold has a special 10% off discount code for you as a listener of this show. If you use code UNTOLD10 at checkout, you'll get 10% off your purchase, not just on Black Friday, but on any day. But yes, as I mentioned, it does work on Black Friday. So you will get 10% off whatever your purchase is, excluding prop replicas for this Black Friday sale only. Normally, prop replicas will be part of that, but this time around, well, there's a reason why you can't get 10% off on props with this code, and that's because, well, TFP is doing a massive 50% sale on all Star Trek-inspired prop replicas. That is some massive savings right there. You're potentially getting some very massive pieces at an incredibly reduced price that you don't want to miss out on. If you're a cosplayer, this stuff is great. It's durable. It looks good. It's going to last you a long time, and at 50% off, you really don't have that much to lose. 
So keep in mind that any of the toy-related items, like the Enterprise-D bridge, like that Borg Queen chamber, are going to have very limited runs. So you're going to want to make sure that you're on triple-fictionproductions.net at 1 p.m. Eastern this coming Friday to make sure you can get in on this sale. And you're going to probably be competing with me also for buying some of these things. But hey, if you do want to get a more close-up look, as I mentioned, head over to our YouTube channel. We're going to have a link in the show notes for the video I did showcasing all these new products. You can get a real up-close look at them, and you're going to want to definitely do that. And I think that once you do actually see them, you are going to be going just as crazy as I am right now for them. And hey, shout out to my supporters on Patreon for helping financially support Trek Untold. They get to check out the show in advance, they get to see some of the behind the scenes work that goes on, and they also get to have the potential to ask some questions to future guests. So if you want to get in on some of that action, head on over to patreon.com slash trekuntold to learn about the different tiers and how you can help out this show. And if you're not already following us on social media, please make sure you do that by visiting at trekuntold on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Now, without further ado, let's get this mega show underway. Computer, access interview file. And welcome back to Trek Untold. And this is a real party today because we got a whole bunch of different folks here to chat with me. I'm so excited to be able to feel like, you know, I'm part of the, the Star Trek podcast family today because there's so many exciting guests we have here. So uh, I'm just going to let them introduce themselves. So folks, please take it away and say hi to the Trek Untold audience. Hey guys, I'm Julian Brown. I'm the creator and co-host of A Strange New Pod. Uh, we started, I think, in uh, right in the middle of the pandemic, in the beginning of it in 2020, and uh, it's been a wild ride. So uh, it's good to be here. Thanks for inviting us. I'm Stephen Fothery of the Text Trek podcast and YouTube channel. We've been running our show for, I guess, five years now. Well, it's, uh, it's been a while, um, but we didn't really get good until the last couple of years and that's debatable how good we are so uh but no it's been a lot of fun we've covered all of the new era of star trek i guess the the kurtzman era as people are probably going to end up calling it in the future like we have the berman era but uh yeah so we've <laughs> we've definitely had plenty to talk about especially now and you know it's really exciting times hi i'm rihanna and my sister ashlyn we are here from the dura sisters podcast and ashlyn you want to tell them a little bit what our podcast is about yeah, um, um, I just want to say we are very happy to be here. We're very excited to have this conversation today. The Dura Sisters podcast basically discusses all of Star Trek. So we start and go series by series through and we look at each uh, episode through a certain theme. So we started out with pilot episodes and we watched the first pilot of every single Star Trek series. So we have a lot of different series and it's been awesome. Right now we're in the middle of our movie series and we're actually planning on watching Generations later tonight. So yeah, <laughs> that just so had its anniversary, you. right? Like 25th yeah, anniversary yeah, or one, of, one of those. That's it awesome. Did. Yeah, We've yeah, it's been, been working well timing wise for sure. Yeah, we've been going for just over a year now. We started, I think our first episode was released September 18th of 2020. So it was a pandemic baby for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm a pandemic podcast baby myself. Uh, I basically started mine as well just a little over a year ago. So, you know, I'm still here, which is awesome. Uh, and for folks listening, obviously, I'm Matthew. I'm from Trek Untold. You already know that. Um, but yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk a little about our histories now, our collective histories with Star Trek and the fandom of Star Trek. Uh, I'm going to start this time uh, with the with the Dura sisters here because I just love saying the Dura sisters. Uh, so, <laughs> were, you, were you guys always Star Trek fans growing up? And this will be a question for everybody. But uh, you know, were you a Star Trek fan growing up? And uh, really, when did you kind of discover a deep love and passion for the fandom? Go ahead, Ash. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we grew up watching Star Trek with our parents. Our mom and dad would show us just random episodes of the original series, but it wasn't until uh, Star Trek 2009 came out. And uh, my mom saw the trailer for the Abrams movie and she was like, what? You guys haven't seen any of the movies? What's going on? And so she freaked out and showed us all of the movies like over the weekend. And from that, we just like got obsessed. We started watching the uh, with the original series and then just went chronologically in order of release. And that was when we were about in middle school. So we've been Trekkies for like 10 years or more now. <laughs> Yeah, I was absolutely that middle schooler who would wear Star Trek t-shirts to school, and just like geek out all day. I'd read like the physics of Star Trek in class. Like I just absolutely dove headfirst into Star Trek when I discovered it. And I think 
when we were younger, we would see it come on uh, TV randomly. So I remember my first episode being um, the changeling with Nomad and he's like hanging out on the string or this like track and it's just hilarious. I thought that the original series was so funny at the time. It was perfect for my like young kid humor. Um, so I think that like Star Trek has always been a really important part of my childhood, but also an important part of like connecting with my family, particularly my sister. That's, I think, one of the reasons we've stayed so close and such like best friends throughout the years is because we literally have Star Trek to talk about all the time and it can relate to so many other things in our lives. So, yeah, it's been a really fun journey. Yeah, I guess I had an interesting journey to to get to Star Trek. Uh, I, I love talking about this uh but i didn't have you know the family like a lot of people talk about they get into it through their parents or siblings or whatever and i didn't i didn't have that experience at all i think it's awesome for the people who did but you know i was a little toddler in the 80s watching the other star franchise those movies on vhs and that was kind of my jam from from then on through all of my childhood until i guess the mid 90s was when I really started getting curious about Star Trek. I'd have been aware of it. Like I knew, okay, there's like the dude with the ears, that's Spock. And then on, on the new one, they have like the guy with the visor from reading Rainbow. So I was kind of aware of it. And I, I, I caught like a couple episodes, but it was when Generations came out and kind of the promotional material. And that was really when Star Trek was like really getting huge. There were uh, so many just in the the pop cultural lexicon, just constant references to Star Trek. Uh, the original series was still very prominent in our culture. Next Generation had just gotten more and more big the longer it went on. And now it was transitioning from TV to movies. There was DS9 and this new show Voyager coming out. And so it was right around then, around like Generation, Season 2, DS9 wrapping up about to go into season three and Voyager coming out season one. That was, that was when I went hard. Okay. I'm going to start watching every episode of the show. It is great. I'm seeing the reruns of the original series, next generation. I kind of got into all four of those shows at the same time. And from then until now, I've just always, I've, I've plugged into every version of star Trek, every iteration. I, I have my favorites, but I like all the shows. I see something that I can appreciate in all of them. And uh, so, yeah, I've just been going hard for, I guess, what is that? What's the anniversary of Generations? 25 years? Yeah. Is that right? We're talking yeah. we're talking about that having its anniversary. So, yeah, I guess for like the last 25 years, it's been a, a huge part of my life. Too huge, probably. Unhealthily huge. <laughs> no such thing as it's like my, my favorite thing. Yeah. So uh, lifelong Trekkie uh, born in the 80s. I uh, my, my first memory of Star Trek is actually being at it, it was an aunt or an uncle's house in Queens. And they gave me a VHS with uh, the Undiscovered Country taped on it. And I think also Summer School was the next movie. It just kept taping, which was a really funny combination. <laughs> uh, and uh, I just remember the Undiscovered Country and and like some TNG because my mom would show it to me while she was still alive. And uh, like, you know, syndication, because I think it was like season one or two when uh, I was really starting to kind of like, you know, be a kid who could watch TV. But Undiscovered Country is like my introduction to Star Trek. It remains my my favorite of the movies. Uh, Generations is the first Star Trek movie that I actually saw in theater. So it holds a very special place in my heart, even though I, I, I don't know what people's opinions are on it. It's It's got issues, but it's like I'm never going to say anything bad about it because it's like my first in in theater Trek movie. Um, I didn't get into TOS until maybe like mid to late nineties. I, I, I think sci-fi channel was doing a, a, like one of those giant, like marathons of it. And, you know, this is still in the day of VHS, so like tons and tons of tapes just recorded it all and watched it. But yeah, I've watched uh, every series except for the animated series, which I've watched my, my first episode of recently, but yeah, lifelong Trekkie, uh, like father, it's my, it's my favorite thing in the world. So <laughs> Yeah, hence why we all have Star Trek podcasts, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right, exactly. And by the way, Queens, New York represent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. I, I don't know if I want to start asking controversial questions off this early in the podcast episode here, but uh, I mean, Star Trek, the animated series, canon, not canon. What do we all think here? Uh, <laughs> 110% canon. It's yeah. always been canon. Gene Roddenberry what? said like two or three times in the 80s it wasn't canon, but you know, he also said Star Trek V wasn't canon. He hated the trouble with Tribbles and want that to be canon. So yeah, it's, it's canon. It's canon. 
I feel like Lower Decks has canonized it. Like we saw giant yeah. Spock in season two. We saw the remains. So I yeah. feel like it's real. It's all canon. There's a ton of TAS references in, in so Lower Decks. So many. Yeah. yeah. Decks I think it's all the definitely canon. Oh, yeah. As it literally it is transcending. Yes. <laughs> but I used to be on the other side of that debate. I used to be adamant the animated series is not canon. Mike and Denise Okuda left it out of the encyclopedia. It doesn't belong. And then it was actually Aaron Harvey who does the Infinite Treks podcast and the Drawn to Trek podcast and wrote the or co-wrote and designed the official guide to the animated series. He kept popping up on all these Star Trek podcasts I, I was listening to. He was all over Trek FM and he guessed it on the women at war. But I was like, who is this Aaron Harvey clown who's trying to say that the animated series is can? But I, I reevaluated the animated series. Turns out I actually love a lot of those episodes. I'm a big TOS guy at heart. That's my second favorite. You know, DS9 is number one, but TOS is close. Yeah, DS9. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it turns out like, oh, the animated series is more original series. And if you like the original series, it's such a treat. Oh, there's 22 more episodes of the original series that you probably never cared about, but maybe you should get interested in them now and learning about the history of that show and how involved Dorothy Fontana was, who's one of the best Star Trek writers of all time. So I, I've, I've completely gone 180. I'm a born again Trekkie. I'm like now like I, I represent the animated series hard. I love yes, that. Love um, it. I, I have no I have no stake in it because I've only ever watched one episode, but I'm very much of the opinion on if it's been aired, if it's been televised, then it's canon and you you just you can't say differently. Star Wars holiday special, right? It's canon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think one more thing I want to say is just like like my sister and I right now we're doing a whole review of the animated series on our Patreon. And we just got to the Pirates of Orion, which is like such a wild episode and completely questions everything about the Orions because they're called like Orions. And Orions. So all these yeah. crazy research. But I mean, you know, it's still like I can love it even if it's a little bit out of sync with the timeline. I'm like, I don't know about these random Kazinti wars, but sure. <laughs> like now they're canon, I guess. All right, so Father, I want to ask you a question now. And of course, we're going to branch that to everybody who's here with us today. But uh, podcasting, why did you decide to do a Star Trek podcast? How did this whole <laughs> begin? What, what is the secret origin story of Tech Trek podcast? Well, uh, I guess we have to go back uh, five or six years, but I was uh, a, a dude who listened to like a lot of podcasts and watched a lot of YouTube videos about just nerdy stuff. I was into uh, comic books, Game of Thrones, things that were you know popular back in the 2010s or 20 teens or whatever oh, that decade's called. Was good. I remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the days. But <laughs> what did uh, we say about not wanting to talk about things? Fair enough. Fair enough. Ooh. It was, I guess, when we got the news in November of 2015 that they were going to bring Star Trek back to its true home television. It's going to be this new show on something called CBS All Access that no one cared about until then. And I was like, oh, okay, that's really cool. We're going to have a new show. There should be people who are like talking about that, reviewing episodes. You could even go and talk about like all the old Star Trek. Why aren't there people doing this like there is with all these other things I'm into? And and, and there were, it took me a while to find them. Uh, I, I mentioned Trek FM and Women at Warp and I, you know, I found like some other people. And, uh, but I decided that there wasn't uh, enough or there's kind of a void there. I was like, well, Maybe I should do that. And it was actually uh, the other Star franchise. I don't like talking about it too much because I feel like they never talk about Star Trek. And so many Star Trek people talk about the other Star franchise. So I, I don't need to, to give them more recognition. Like they, they get Stargate, plenty of, of course. <laughs> no, that's the other other Star franchise. <laughs> but and there's this YouTuber I followed called Hello Greedo. And he's like, hey, if you're thinking about doing something creative, just do it. Just make that extra push. Take that extra step and actually start doing it. Like you don't want to regret not doing it, you know, years from now looking back. And I was like, you know what? He's right. So that kind of inspired me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do uh, a, a podcast and then I'll put everything on video and put that on YouTube and kind of go into both platforms, which was probably a, a kind of an elegant way to do it. Cause I had very different areas where I needed to improve on, but I got better and better and better as things went along. And I, I'm really happy now. We we do a live show every Friday and we have new episodes to talk about each week or sometimes two new episodes in a week, like right now for some that's happened in 22 years. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, I guess it was just because I, I felt like there wasn't a ton of that going on and I, I kind of wanted to 
participate and and add to it because I felt like it was just something that was missing, which is crazy because now there's so many wonderful, great voices out there. And sometimes I wonder like, oh, yeah, do we really need like another like uh, fat white dude in his 30s talking about his opinions on Star Trek on the Internet? Like, am I actually like contributing anything? But it, it, it's fun. Uh, I, I love doing it. And uh, I missed the first 50 years of Star Trek, but we started in the 50th anniversary, 2016. So I'm my goal is to cover the second 50 years. So I'm, I'm going to go until we get to the 100th anniversary. If I'm still alive, then uh, yes. I might be like insane and senile, but I'm going to try <laughs> to do I'm going to try to do 50 years. And then I'll then I'll retire. Julian, my beard brother with a Queen's connection. How did the hey. pod begin? Uh, so uh Strange Shoe Pod actually is the kind of culmination of of a dare that I made to myself. I actually have another podcast, uh, which I thought was kind of my my dream podcast, film, gaming, pop culture. I was like, I'm going to do that. And we started talking uh, Star Trek Picard on there. And meanwhile, Disco Season 2 was going on and Captain Pike, who I'm a hardcore stand for. And uh, just the cage and the menagerie, like those are just I, I love Captain Pike. So. I kind of had this unconscious dare in the back of my head that if they did greenlight Strange New Worlds, that I was going to start a Star Trek podcast because I needed to talk about that show. It was completely selfish on my part. I'll be 100% honest. I was just like, I'm going to do this because I want people to hear what I think of Captain Pike on this beautiful brand new enterprise that they redesigned and yet kept so faithful to, to the original. And that led me to asking uh, a friend of mine from another podcast, uh, Eric from Geeks with Kids, if he wanted to do it with me. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And he's he's the guy on the video. And he's like, if we do this kind of like father and, you know, you do live. He's like, let's do this live on Twitch every week. So we do a live show on Twitch as well. And I wanted to make sure that, again, wasn't just like white dudes on the show. So I feel like we really strived to put out a show that is like very diverse you know i'm i'm like i think really the and me and hawk are like the whitest dudes on there eric is filipino filipino uh Brittany, our co-host from my other podcast uh she's lgbtq which is awesome and then uh aaron is also lgbtq we added her on uh later on and giraffe is uh you know a beautiful brown woman and she is great and we just we really wanted to be diverse and we just started out by kind of talking about, um, you know, the cage and the menagerie and doing deep dives into Kirk and Spock and, you know, not there's a lot on number one, but number one. And then it got into just, you know, organically talking about new Trek. So discovery, uh, lower decks was actually the first show that we really covered. So that's kind of become like our baby. We love lower decks on the show. So the, the, the other biggest thing that I wanted to make sure when, when I created strange new pod was that, um, this isn't a knock on other shows. I think it, it there's definitely a, a place for it. And there's shows that I listen to that do this. But like, I feel like a lot of the Star Trek podcasts that are out there follow a very like scripted format. And you can kind of like hear that uh, like an in inflection and in tone. And I wanted to make sure that there was an option where people were getting, you know, reviews and and opinions about Star Trek that sounded like we were just sitting on our couch talking. And and I think that we we do that for the most part like i definitely create a script but i you know when we're just talking i i i hope that we're giving off the energy that we could all just be sitting on you know on our couch so that that was the goal there now rihanna ashlyn i believe you guys started i think fairly close to around the same time i did in fact um so yeah i'd love to hear a little bit about how you guys began the show yeah we have been literally talking to each other about star trek forever and so one uh, trip we took to Oregon. We were hanging out in Portland, driving around, listening to the Dear Hank and John podcast, actually, and just loving the format, just thinking about podcasts in general. And then I turn to Ashlyn and I say, we should start our own podcast. Like we literally talk about Star Trek and we can talk about it for three hours. So why don't we like record what we're talking about and start to get this going? Yeah, that's really how it began. And that was a really long road trip. It was like a cross country thing where I like picked Rihanna up in Utah, and then we drove to Oregon. So we had a lot of time alone together in the car. And I think the biggest obstacle at that point, because that was like 2017, 2018, I think mm -hmm. when we were on that trip together, and 
the biggest obstacle was I was finishing grad school, Rihanna was finishing her bachelor's. And so there's no time, you know, that we could create and still make a podcast that we wanted to be as good as possible. And so when the pandemic hit, we kind of looked at each other and we were like, okay, well, (laughs) you know, we have no excuse now. Uh, We both temporarily moved back home to be with our dad and live with our family. And so we were like, okay, let's do it. If it was kind of similar to what everyone was talking about, like, if we don't do it right now, we're going to regret it, you know, and time's just going to pass us by and we're always going to say we should have done that podcast. And so at the end of the summer, uh, I think we recorded it. We recorded our first episode in August of 2020. And then it took us like four weeks to edit because we had no idea what we were doing. You know, we were figuring out the software. Rihanna had previously had some podcasting experience with her job, um, like editing podcasts. And uh, so we just went from there and we decided to do full series lengths because we both love all of Star Trek. And that's how we initially watched it together was starting with the original series. Then we went through all of Next Gen, DS9, Voyager, you know, Enterprise. And um, so, but we also knew that there were a lot of podcasts that did just go episode by episode and review them. And so we wanted to create something a little bit different. And so that's how we came up with the idea of doing like looking at Star Trek episodes through a certain viewpoint And so we started with the pilot episodes, which is a great way for us to start too, because then we got to kind of re-familiarize ourselves with a lot of the pilots and the series. Like I hadn't seen the Enterprise pilot in like seven years, you know? (laughs) Um, And uh, so the ones that we've focused on so far after we did pilots, we did the family episodes, which is all of the family episodes in Next Generation and original series. And it was really great, you know, especially like seeing Worf's progression through... TNG through DS9 was really great. And Spock, too. I mean, you know, everything that we get with Secret siblings everywhere. So many secret siblings. So that was awesome. Um, And then we've also done time travel, villains. Love and affection. Love and affection. And then now we're on to movies. Um, And we really have infinite ideas for the series. So I feel like we can just keep sustaining ourselves, you know, as long as we want. I mean, that's what's so fun about making this podcast is the fact that I feel like we can never run out of themes to cover in Star Trek because there's so many that are universal throughout all the series, but there's also enough that are like niche, you know, like it was really fun doing family because there are a ton of characters who we get to learn all about their family. And then there's some where we're like, we're going to talk about one episode with this random character that like has one family member, you know? And so I think it helps to, to watch these episodes and we can't talk about any other part of the episode. We just have to talk about family. And so it creates kind of a fun limit to ourselves where then maybe we're going back in time travel and watching that same episode for a different reason and under a different lens. And so it was such a fun way for us to also make sure we're talking every week as well during the pandemic because we're just so close as sisters. And so it was really important that we kept that connection. That's one of the things I like about the Dara Sisters podcast is that it does look at these episodes in a very different perspective that you don't often get from a lot of other shows out there. Uh, but I'd love to know a little bit about how you guys actually put together an episode from start to finish. I mean, I know there's got to be there's got to be a research process to do this for every single episode and to figure out also what episodes you're going to cover as uh, I guess you can call it an arc for your podcast, essentially. So uh, how do you guys go about doing that? And then how does an episode get put together? Sure. Well, first of all, we will decide what our watch list is going to be. So for the movie series, it's really easy. Just watch one movie per week. (laughs) Um, But for something like the time travel series, especially in like Discovery, it was essentially all of season two. And so we have to go together. um, We just have like an hour long conversation and say, what episodes are worth watching? Do we watch the whole thing? You know, some, cause sometimes we just know from memory, like, oh, it only talks about that weird wharf episode that we talk about his dad and that part, you know? Um, but, and then we'll also have to do some research usually on memory alpha because memory alpha is amazing. amazing. And you can just like control F like, okay, family or whatever. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so we create a watch list and then we will spend a week watching the episodes. We'll have a deadline to have all the episodes watched by. And then I typically like to do a little bit of historic research. And so I'll make sure that I have that all ready to go. We record the episode. And then depending on who is busiest that week, either Rihanna will edit the whole thing or I will edit the whole thing, or we chop it in half and each edit half of it. 
and then we put it together, add the intro and outro, and then we try to get it out every week. But sometimes it gets busy and we end up doing um, like every two weeks. But uh, yeah, it's we've kind of got it down to a good cycle now. Like I mentioned in the beginning, it really was taking us forever to edit because we were editing out every tiny little thing. And we were super nervous recording the first couple episodes. And so we had to cut out huge chunks of things. And so we've really streamlined it now. Yeah, it can be a real process to when we're having a very daunting series like time travel or family because we had to actually make like a cap of the type of time travel episodes we'd be discussing because we could not talk about all the anomaly based time travel like that's like every other next generation episode and so we'd be talking like half seasons and watching like 40 episodes a week and we just cannot do that with like our working lives and so we were like this is only being based time travel (laughs) we need to be really specific but we're still watching sometimes like 20 episodes a week and so it's crazy because Ashlyn will tell me right before we start recording she's like okay hang on I'm just finishing up this last episode and then we can like start and I'm like it's okay I'm I'm finishing it too or whatever so sometimes we get right down to the wire because we just have a lot of content to discuss and I think like it does feel good to watch that many even though it is a long process especially if we have like 20 episodes to watch per week because we are doing our due diligence and we do have these extremely deep dives into these episodes that maybe people forgot or they're not like the popular ones and so it is fun to bring them back even though it can take a very long time even just to make our watch list. Uh, Julian, Father, I know that you guys do live shows as well, which is a whole other can of worms. Uh, I don't do live shows for a reason because they are tough to produce. So uh, let me start with you, Father. Uh, talk to me about how you guys do your live shows and what your shows are like each week. Because you're doing a bunch of things out there. You guys are busy. Oh, God. Um, well, uh, we had talked about going live for a while because previously we would just pre-record everything in my living room. And just all sit together around the mic, around the camera so that we'd have video to upload and we would discuss an episode. I'd go edit that and I would add in some pictures, make it like a little bit more visually interesting. I'll add, you know, screenshots from, from episodes and stuff, whatever we were talking about and then release all of that. Uh, when the pandemic hit though, it made me realize, oh yeah, we need to go ahead and switch to going live now because we're going to be recording remotely. And uh, that was also around the time that StreamYard started getting popular. So that's this is probably like more technical inside baseball stuff than your average listener is going to care about. But we started using that. And uh, in a lot of ways, it really has helped because I can do a lot of the work ahead of time. Um, makes it like the, my Thursday nights are very hectic because that's what I'm getting ready for our Friday show. And I also have a normal nine to five to work, but yeah, I, so I go and, and I, I still prepare like a visual presentation for our video content, but I also have to make sure that our conversation stays listener friendly so that the podcast people can follow along and know what we're talking about. And, uh, I, I don't know. It's it's a lot of work, but I, I'm always at the end of the week, like when we're done, when we finish a stream, when I go and edit the audio and release that, I'm always happy and glad that I did it. So it's uh, it, it, it definitely pays off. It's kind of its own reward. And our our focus has always been to you know provide a very like overall deep look at an episode. So, I mean, there's there's guys like, you know, Mission Log who cover every episode of Star Trek and they, they do a really good job talking about like, you know, like the the meanings of episodes and the writing and a little bit behind the scenes stuff. They do a great job at that. Then you have dudes on YouTube like Trek Yard. They'll talk about every little variant of a tricorder or a different ship or phaser, all like that technical stuff. Um, so we're kind of like somewhere in the middle between both of those. We try to look at the the writing, the structure, the cinematography uh the just overall presentation of an episode but also kind of get into the the nitty-gritty of the star trek technical details and the continuity and how it fits into the canon and all the little references so uh sometimes i kind of feel like uh you know a, a jack of all trade and master of none because like our what's our focus our focus is kind of everything we just want to like take a deep look at the the whole episode but yeah that's uh that's what we do and doing it doing it live every week it is uh, it is a lot of work but it's a lot of fun. And Julian, I know you've got a pretty similar experience and your show has a pretty large uh, I guess let's call it a bridge crew if you will. You guys have a lot of yeah. folks on the show too. 
Yeah, we have a we have a lot of different hands in it. Um and and everybody's, you know, doing something. A lot of the the bridge crew also do, you know, work on our social media, but kind of the week the week starts on Monday, right? For for getting ready for a Thursday show because that's when CBS, you know, puts out the promotional material and that gives us the opportunity to make our promotional material for the pod so, you know, we know the people know to come watch and listen. I'm I'm on the audio end and I, you know, we early on we tried kind of like flipping around hosts and it just kind of organically went back to to me hosting. I think it's a little bit more uh, organized that way. But then Eric is our stream manager and he does everything through OBS. He is he is the one who keeps the view screen on. I, I, I've i tried it and failed every time I've tried to do it. He's uh, he's the master. But uh, we the thing with our show, too, is that we. We try, you know, we have we have a pretty big um, Discord, um, you know, following. So we do mailbags on our show, and we on our live show we really get our our listeners and people who are watching live involved, read their comments, read their mailbags, and then kind of what Fatherly was saying, uh, you know, you want people to kind of understand what's going on if something was said that's video related. So I do all the audio in the morning on Friday to get the pot out. Usually, like around noon and you know i i keep some of the stuff that people might not get just because i want it to feel organic but there's also things like oh like look at that like they're they're showing that like i'm gonna i'm gonna cut that stuff out because people aren't gonna understand that early on in the show eric would do a lot of like inserting like quick video clips or photos and that that's a lot of work right and i i I don't know if if people need that too much and no one's ever been like oh hey why'd you guys get rid of that stuff it makes the show a little bit more more streamlined but uh each each of our hosts have a hand like when we're right now it's just like it's been it's been crazy because it's just been you know lower decks and prodigy and now discovery so before that you know we we did best of species series just a lot of like best of and and kind of like what the dura sisters are saying right like there's a lot of research and, and watching of star trek that you have to do to get ready for those but right now it's just watching the new stuff and making sure we're all giving our thoughts while not like boring people to death. So we try to like, you know, deep dive it a little bit too. But uh, we, we, the main thing about, about getting our show ready is making sure that the people in our discord or the people that follow us on Twitter who do come and watch live feel like they get to be involved in the show because that's, that's what we want. We do, like I mentioned earlier, want it to be almost like, you know, sitting on a couch or around a campfire, just, you know, do you swear on the show? Go for it shooting the shit about star trek like that's that's you know that's the the hope and dream but eric gets the video out i do the audio and uh it's kind of just this perfect symbiosis it's great all right so i'm gonna turn the temperature up a little bit here in this chat now because we got so many different people here and so many different opinions uh let's let's get into some, some fun trek stuff here it's gonna turn into chaos uh first question i'm just gonna go right for the jugular here uh did janeway do the right thing with tuvix yes yeah yes no hesitation <laughs> No, Tuvix is. I mean, come on, Tuvok and Neelix have to be separate. That is just too too scary for me. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> I think yeah. Tuvix was a great character, but I I think that she did the right thing because that's what Tuvok and Neelix both wanted. So yeah, yeah, I I side with Janeway on that one, but I I do appreciate how kind of brave the show was to go there they could have easily have just tweaked it a little bit made it where oh if we don't do this he might die and just, he just won't exist at all and we'll lose both of them either way so but they didn't do that they they just straight up made it like no janeway is gonna have to make a really tough choice and here's the choice that she made and there it is and live with it yeah i i've just i've <laughs> I'm so strong, like opinion on like I have such a strong opinion on this. Like I, I've never quite understood like the constant like arguments are like justice for Tuvix. I'm just like Tuvok and Neelix are very not that Tuvix isn't a unique character, but these are the two characters that are on the show, not not this one. I've I've never understood it. Tuvok and Neelix separate is the way to go. They didn't want to be combined. So. No, yeah. no, no one, yeah, <laughs> like no one asked for a transporter malfunction to happen. No, but two well, have also, the right to live. That's true. They, they but are. I feel they're like, both still alive. Yeah, and they don't. I feel like a lot of fans don't give the same sort of flack to Archer when he kills Sim. You know, Tucker's Sim. So I'm like, is it because Tanya is a, a woman captain? Are they giving her more shit for that, or is it just like 
I guess Sim was a little bit of a different situation, but not really. It's still a very controversial episode. I think Archer made the wrong decision there. I mean, that's the- <laughs> it was dark. <laughs> yeah, it was dark. <laughs> I think Archer made a lot of bad decisions in general, but that's a whole other case. That, that was an episode written at the last minute under very chaotic circumstances. And so if it, it's fun to hear Manny Cotto tell the story of, of how that episode came to be. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, maybe not quite as controversial, but I think still a pretty big one here. Is Star Trek V secretly a good movie? It's a bad movie with good parts in it. I think it there's, has the there's best. other Trek movies I like less. So, Yeah, I agree. I think it has the best one-liners, too. Like, if mm-hmm. I'm accidentally quoting a Star Trek movie, it's probably Final Frontier. And I also think it's, like, a comfort movie for me. If I'm feeling down, I really want to see them go camping, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has a lot of great character moments that... I don't think we get in some of the other movies. And I, yeah, motion picture is my least favorite, I think. So. And Cyborg is a cool character. Cyborg yeah. is, is a very unique Star Trek villain. He he seems like a really cool contrast, kind of a, a foil to Spock. He's likable mm-hmm. though. You kind of, uh, even though like you disagree with what, what he's doing and the actions he's taking, you still, he has that charisma and you can kind of understand that he means well and, and sympathize with him a little bit. Totally. Yeah. Uh, if if the strangely uh, strangely worlds writers are smart, which they are, that's a great writers room. Uh, they'll they'll bring Cybok in at some point for that this would be what we were wondering. That's, yeah, that's oh that that needs to happen. But listen, yeah, I I you guys said it. The camping scene is is great. Do I love the movie? No. Uh, <laughs> it it's cheesy. What does God need with a starship? Uh, but it's 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 cheesy fun. It's it's not bad. Insurrection's way worse. Uh, yeah, no argument there. Yeah, yeah insurrection too. is boring. And I'm a nepo- nemesis yeah. sympathizer. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm so sorry, Julian. And I know I discredited this movie earlier for being a big part <laughs> of what pushed me into the Trek fandom. But Generations is actually my least favorite Star Trek movie. Yeah, um, it just I really I really have a hard time with how Kirk is written. In oh, that. Yeah. I, like they kind oh. of made Kirk suck to make Picard look better. Yeah. No, like Captain Kirk is. Regardless of how you feel about William Shatner, Captain Kirk is actually pretty damn cool and yeah. is kind of a badass at what he does. And they, yeah, they, they, they kind of they yeah, really character assassinate. Yeah. They did him real dirty. <laughs> they did him real dirty. Yeah. A bridge could never take down our captain. Like, oh, come no. On. Yeah. no. And I will say one last thing about Star Trek V. It did give us a pretty awesome piece of merchandise, and that's the craft uh, marshmallow dispenser. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That was a real thing. They actually made that. Look it up on eBay, folks, and don't believe me. It's a real thing. (laughs) There's actually a really cool... um, Has has anybody read the autobiography of Mr. Spock yet by Una McCormick? There's no, there's yet. a great there's a great little throwback to Star Trek Five in there. The uh, Bones Beans recipe is actually in the book, <laughs> so it's, it's amazing. Really yeah, it's yeah. nice. Gotta yeah. gotta have that. Yeah, an explosive combination. Yeah. yeah. See, they were doing fart jokes long before Star Trek Prodigy <laughs> yeah, ever did it. Exactly. <laughs> True. So, what would be any of your favorite? guilty pleasure star trek episodes like for me Ooh. i can actually watch move along home and i actually like move along home uh, but how about you guys i mean aside from move along home if you guys like that one or don't let me know but what is your favorite guilty pleasure episode of star trek mm, i'm gonna say i mud i think it's a really funny one it's yeah it's got a lot of like just slapstick humor which i was so into as a kid and so i think growing up watching a lot of especially tos even though they're campy and cheesy now when i go back to watch it i'm still like this is good front good fun and it's way better than mud's women so i'm like i'm glad he got a better sequel that's like more justice I think for me, Spock's brain came to mind. Ha <laughs> uh, I I don't know why I love it so much. I think because like they, it's the opening episode to season three. You know, like they should have like a crazy awesome episode, but no, it's just like Leonard Nimoy walking around brainless for an hour, and I I love it. It's very McCoy heavy, and I'm such a McCoy stan. So I I love Spock's brain. If I'm feeling down, that is going to make me really cry with laughter. <laughs> It does kind of set the tone for season three, too. It you know? really oh, it, yeah. it, it is kind yeah. of an appropriate season opener. But that, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't really have guilty pleasures. All the stuff I like is good. And all the stuff I yeah. don't like is bad. <laughs> no, um, I guess if I, I mean, I also like Move Along Home 
but I actually think it's it's good. I think there's like good stuff in that. I think it's a, a fun watch. Uh, I I love all the Ferengi episodes in DS9. I know yeah. a lot of people are down on those. Yes. Uh, I guess I kind of like uh, the Paradise Syndrome where Kurt got hit on the head and thought he was an Indian. Um, it's yeah. it's uh, so does, doesn't age terribly well. Um, like a lot of our media doesn't. But uh, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, it's just uh, oh, the, the, a lot of the stuff in there is just just kind of cracks me up. The um, Oh, he's a god. He breathes life into the dead. And Kirok, he's like called Kirok. I don't know. I it's am Kirok. Uh, <laughs> uh, Warp Eleven made a really funny song about that episode. I think called Kirok. Uh, so oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of fun. What's her What's her name? Uh, Ma- uh, Miramoni. Miramoni. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So David. David almost had a a sibling in that episode, uh, but then she she died pregnant, and he he lost his uh, sibling. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was Kirk's uh, one true love next to, was, was her name Edith Entity on the Edge of Forever? Edith Killer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Edith Killer, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that episode still, I mean, you could just Oof. go back and watch that episode of Star Trek anytime. Um, speaking of media that doesn't age well, this isn't my episode, but it was going to be, and then I remember what my real guilty pleasure one is. Uh, Up the Long Ladder, though, it's extremely racist and extremely sexist, but it's funny as hell. It's the one where they beam up like the, the Irish settlement and then the cargo bay and they have like sheeps and like Picard just the entire episode is just like what the hell have I beamed aboard my ship and why is this guy creating a still in my cargo bay uh it's it's a horrible episode it is not aged well but it's uh it's it's really funny. My, my real guilty pleasure I don't know if it's a bad episode but I really love Arsenal of Freedom where they where they go down to the planet and the guy's like a an arms dealer is like oh like buy our newest system today and it proceeds the AI proceeds to get smarter and smarter and uh Picard uh, has to like look over Beverly because she's broken her leg and meanwhile Jordy's up on the Enterprise uh, in command for the first time and he gets to uh, do a saucer separation and it's just like it's a cheesy episode but it's also really cool because like they're fighting these little tiny bots that don't really look that menacing yet they almost destroy the enterprise and they're in the 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 episode of lower decks when um uh the 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 ai bot that mariner and uh boimler get uh trapped with and they're all like floating down when he's about to have his big thing and then he's like oh no you got boimed uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I love Arsenal of Freedom. I feel like not a lot of people talk about that episode, but it's it's fun. That's a deep cut. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the late Vincent Schiavelli, who was the arms dealer in that episode. Yes. Yes. Nice. Yeah. He's hilarious. So I know a lot of folks love to ask people, who is your favorite Starfleet captain? But I don't want to hear that. I want to go a little bit deeper in this case. Uh, I want to think about, you know, if you're on the ship of whatever starship you're on, I think it's really important that your doctor is someone you like. So if you're serving in Starfleet, who do you want your ideal Starfleet doctor to be? Doctor Doctor Hugh Colber. Uh, I, I I love that man. He he's a good doctor. He's also now apparently the ship's counselor. So you know, uh, that's that's awesome. He's great. Uh, he's also beautiful. Like uh, I, I I think I post this once a year. He he makes me question my straightness. Like every time he posts something, I love. So you know, a doctor that is very competent and also nice to look at. Yeah, I think I'm for kind of the same reasons I'm going to choose Beverly Crusher because she's absolutely gorgeous, but also she's just so like kind to everyone. She's got a great idea of like so many alien physiologies. Uh, she is also someone I think I could go to if I was having like mental problems. Like she seems like, yeah, I'd go to Troy, but like, I don't know. Crusher is just a very calming presence. And I think that she is just a like very cool under pressure and she could definitely get the job done. I can't believe you didn't say Bashir. Rihanna <laughs> is like obsessed with I do Bashir. love Bashir, <laughs> but I think sometimes like, I don't know if I want him as my doctor because mm-hmm. he's just a lot. <laughs> and so like, I think I need someone a little more calm and collected and that's crusher for sure you definitely don't want like seasons one and two julian like no he's, no. <laughs> he's awful no. yeah i'm actually gonna say crusher as well i love mccoy but i think like his bedside manner is just a little too rough you know so i i'm for the same reasons i'm with crusher and similarly i also question my sexuality when i look at beverly <laughs> crusher like i'm straight but oh man yep. not with her like yep. she's amazing nope. Have yeah. have you seen uh, his abs? Like, 
Colbert's abs. They're just, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Has, has everyone seen the first episode of, of Disco season four? Right. Yes. Can, I, can I, I mention something from? Okay, it's like you know when they're moving the debris in the shuttle bay after the uh, the the collision. It's like, uh, oh, he doesn't need Tilly's help. Like that guy is ripped. He can just like <laughs> oh, throw that. Throw that yeah. stuff, Superman yeah. lifts it, and he's a little. He's like he, his frame. He's a small man. If you see him in real life, he's tiny. But like he has so many muscles packed onto like this this little tiny body. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's so, really incredible. And he's almost. I think he's turning forty eight. Like I want to look like that what? at forty eight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, crazy. Just a walking twelve pack of abs. Yeah, yeah. As far as like favorite doctor, that's a hard one for me to pick because I think all the doctors in Star Trek are really great characters, except for one. But I'm I'm not sure if I should say which one I I think doesn't doesn't measure up to the others. But I, if I had to if I had to pick one for myself, I'd probably go with Doctor McCoy just because I feel like um I could bro out with him like like Kirk does. Like you know we could we could uh, drink whiskey and and uh talk about i don't know uh just whatever um just be like cranky old bastards together it seems kind of fun i guess and i'm going with flocks because why the heck no i, I want yes. flocks underappreciated but he's a i think he'd be great to have on a starship but if you're gonna be on a long journey you gotta have flocks with you so you guys have all been doing this now for, I think, long enough to have, uh, I think, a response to this question here. And that's, uh, what's something that you know today about podcasting that you didn't know back when you first started that you wish you could have told yourself? Don't over-edit. Like, I I used to over-edit to the point of tears, and it got bad. Like, especially episodes that I really cared about. Like, I'd go in with, like, an extra keen eye. And I know that there's, you know, and I, I know that there's different camps in this. That, you know, oh, you should edit out every uh and every uh, mm. And I'm like, no, like that is how people speak. It's natural. You want to hear how people speak naturally. You don't have to edit every single one of those out. The only thing that I will constantly edit out every single one of them is like when people go like, it's just like, it's just a personal choice. But like I used to just over, over edit and take hours and you really don't need to get out what's important, get out mistakes, but don't overthink it i wish i had known that a couple of years ago i think we can resonate with that too about over editing but i think my number one thing i would tell my past self a year ago is that there's no such thing as a perfect podcast and i think i was very stressed in the beginning about making like every episode absolutely perfect but the problem is that what makes it perfect is that we're being authentic with each other and like we're having a good time and even if like this audio level is too loud at this point like we're gonna do our best to fix it but i think just to not stress so much about um about like those little details and things like that and that it's more important that we're being genuine rather than making the best podcast of all time because that's you know what does that even mean (laughs) yeah i think in that vein as well like i I'm starting to get better and not having to feel like I have to know every single fact of every single episode we talk about in an episode of our podcast, because that's just too much information. And I think I obviously pride myself on being very knowledgeable about Star Trek and knowing so much about these like very niche things in Star Trek, but also it's okay if you forget an actor's name, like just look it up during the podcast, you know? And I think that it's something that I would create these pages of notes to have before and then realizing oh it's just a quick google like it's not the end of the world and these are things that i need to be telling myself like don't <laughs> over edit to the point of tears don't uh don't don't stress about not knowing everything but i'm gonna i'm gonna bend the, the rules here a little bit but like instead of instead of saying something that like i wish i knew i'm gonna say something that i'm glad that i knew that i heard from someone i can't remember who but someone told me about like creating content a long time ago and this has always helped me is don't worry about being good at everything. Focus on one thing that you want to improve. And then when you get that better, find something else you yeah. want to improve. Mm. And then you get that better, find something else. Because if you try to just, you know, do everything perfect all the time on day one, you're you're going to disappoint yourself. So, so allow yourself to grow and develop and get better over time. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So podcasting is a pretty competitive landscape. Even if we're not directly competing with each other, there's a lot of podcasts out there in the market. 
And that's just talking about Star Trek alone. If you're thinking about an audience member that's going to try to listen to your show, you're not competing with, like, the hundreds of celebrity podcasts out there. You know, like, we're going head-to-head with Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend and the Joe Rogan Experience, which can go bye-bye as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, yes. you know, basically, how do you guys keep yourselves motivated? Because I know a lot of shows out there, they barely make it even 10 episodes. Sometimes, if they make it to six months, that's actually a pretty big achievement in podcasting. Uh, you guys have all been around now for, I think, long enough here now to kind of have an idea of what this landscape is like. So how do you guys keep yourself motivated and energized and basically keep the show going? I think for me, at least, it's more about knowing that, like, yes, we're doing it for the audience, but also we started out this podcast I started out with the lowest expectations, just saying, if we make this podcast every week and we have one listener and it's our mom, great. You know, like I am totally fine with that because it's something that I feel like both Ashley and I needed to do as it really felt like something like, like a really fun project that I didn't have to get a grade on or get paid for, you know, like I could just do it because I'm passionate about it. And I think that's what helps remind me if we're having like a low listener week or not a ton of interactions on social media. I don't really try to get that down because I'm thinking we're going to have loyal listeners. If they like our podcast, if they like our stuff, that's amazing. But like, it's nice to know we're not just talking into the void and no one's listening, but also I think just remembering like why we started this was just for Ashlyn and I to have an outlet to talk about Star Trek and hopefully resonate with some people. Uh, we definitely feel the difference when we take an off week because sometimes one of us will go on a trip or whatever reason we can't make an episode that week and we both feel the pain and we're looking around and we're like wait why aren't we watching star trek this week mm-hmm. why it's it's like i start to feel that emptiness and so i think star trek for so long when i was in college i was not watching a lot of star trek even though like i'm such a huge nerd just because i was busy and so it's almost like a religion i think where now you know keeping it on all the time and now that we're living in this like new renaissance of episodes every week it's just like blowing my mind that we're alive during this period of time um i think that it's become kind of a necessity that rian and i have to meet up once a week to talk about star trek and like she said no matter what it's going on with our fan base. It's most important that we get to connect. I want to, I want to piggyback on what Rihanna was saying, because my, my other podcast, uh, you know, we have a very low listenership. So, you know, it's, it's basically like just kind of a, we, we give it out to those people and we do it because we like it. So I went into doing a star Trek podcast with little to no expectations. I knew how many Star Trek podcasts were listening. I'm going to give a shout out to my favorite Star Trek podcast. I was already listening to Star Trek Discovery Pod and and loving them. I'm like, how do I even like compete? I know those dudes. These? They're here yeah, in Austin. They're they're awesome. Oh, cool. I, yeah. I yeah, I love I've, them. I've I've been on there. I I've, I've been yeah. on there with with Mike. Yep. yep. Yeah, Mike's great. Uh I I love that podcast. They're actually like a huge inspiration for, you know, like getting this started. We've had Mariah on our show before. But I uh I just uh I just wanted to talk about Star Trek. Like uh, and, uh, I, I, that's one of the things that keeps me going every week, but one of the things early on, and I was actually hesitant to do it because I, I didn't think I'd have the time to like devote to like a community, but Eric's like, we need to do a discord. We need to get people because that's, what's going to keep this going and make this even more fun. And man, the, the community that we've built is just, uh, I never in my wildest dreams expected that, that we would, we would get to where we are right now. Um, so between wanting to just watch and talk about my favorite thing in the world every week, we have these people who are excited to hear us every week and give us their thoughts and give us their mailbags and, you know, interact with us on social media and it's this this beautiful thing and i mean that's like motivation enough uh i i'm i'm so i'm so thankful and i hate the word but i i have to say it in the situation like i feel blessed to have that community because uh it, it keeps me going every week like i i i i will admit this on this show sometimes recording our our other podcasts can be a bit of a labor of love I cannot wait for Thursday every week and I editing isn't my favorite thing in the world, but I can't wait to wake up every Friday morning and get in front of my computer and get our show out. It is, it is my, the highlight of my week. Yep. Julian, you, you took a lot of the words I was going to use <laughs> out of my own mouth. I mean, like, like, no, 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 it's great. Like I, I definitely, I get that, that same feeling about, you know, doing this every week. And when we did 
the 23 weeks of Star Trek, you know, live uh, last year when we had a season of Lower Decks and a season of Discovery. And then that was our first time going going live weekly and, and just like coming off of that. It was like so much work, but I felt like Picard and Star Trek Picard. And he's like, I don't want the game to end. I mean, like, that, that's how I felt. It's like, like, no, like there's, there's no new Star Trek. Like, what do I do? I mean, don't have that problem anymore, but uh but but as far as like the motivation to keep going it's something like i'm aware of i would be talking about star trek nonstop to anyone who would listen that's what i did when i was a kid you know when i was watching voyager and ds9 every week i'd want to talk about it to people no one none of my friends cared none of my family members a couple cared but most people did but i didn't care i just wanted i just wanted to get that out all these feelings and ideas and thoughts and so I would basically be doing this anyway. So why not do it in front of a camera and a microphone and that interaction that Julian talked about, you know, we, we, we don't have a mailbag segment. We call it subspace transmissions on, on my show. Cause I like to give stuff corny names, but uh, yeah, oh, like, we we'll, just renamed our, our polls after months of Brittany bothering me about it to the subspace to poll. So I'm with you. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> But but yeah, like I love like uh, hearing back from people. Just someone today, I want to give a shout out to a dude goes by Trekkie Dave in Alberta, Canada. Uh, he he just launched a YouTube channel recently. He talks about like a bunch of pop culture stuff. But he's um he's he's fighting cancer right now, and this is what he wanted to do with uh you know his time was was get his ideas out to the world. But I got a, a wonderful message from him today uh, saying that he was looking forward to. Uh, our show uh, tonight, you know, d- day of recording, we're, we're going to be talking about uh, the d- the SCO season four premiere and the new episode of Prodigy. So yeah, like knowing that like people are out there and they want to engage, like it just that that gives me the fuel to engage back. And yeah, it's like I I like maybe unhealthy, but like it'd be hard for me to stop at this point. It, yeah, it's it's a lot of work and. I've learned I'm kind of a control freak. I try to like just let's do everything myself to to you know make sure it gets done. And I don't I don't like being in charge of things. I don't like you know bossing people around or telling them what to do. So I I just try to do it myself. But um, it is it is something that uh that definitely like eats up a lot of my my free time. But yeah, we just I don't I don't know how to not do it at this point. All right, you guys. So we are talking podcast today. I know you guys have had all sorts of different guests on your shows. You've covered all sorts of different topics on your shows. Uh, but I'd love to hear, you know, if you can get someone in the hot seat with you, who would be the ideal guest, living or dead, that you'd want to talk to on an episode of your show? Uh, for for us, I, I I think I speak for for most of the Strange Deep Pod crew right now. I think our dream, our, our current want is to get Jonathan Frakes on the show. We would just uh, love to pick his brain, not only about playing Will Riker, who's my personal favorite Star Trek character next to Captain Pike, uh, but also about his vast, you know, library of directing credits because he is such a talented director. And I, I know that he could not only talk about, you know, the kind of geeky stuff about Star Trek, but also all of the, the cool details about what happens, uh, you know, behind the camera and and what it takes to to make an episode of the show that we all love so yeah jonathan freaks i mean i think for me because we're doing our movie series right now i would really like if we could get any director really i mean it'd be wild to get william shatner but if we he could talk with us about final frontier i'd be like all right sure but honestly i'd rather have like i don't know maybe a director maybe like harv bennett or someone who really knows deeply about the production of Star Trek films, Abrams. I mean, I think it'd be so fascinating to have that lens as a part of our movie series to really just like bring it up to that next level. I'm thinking about Kate Mulgrew. I think um, I've always been obsessed with Janeway and um, I love her memoir. Born with Teeth is an amazing book. Uh, I think talking to her about Janeway and then also now that she's in Prodigy, I would just love to hear about all of that. She's definitely a wish list for me. I would really like to have Patrick Stewart on the show because I feel like that's like the biggest name you could get in the whole franchise right now. Uh, but if you know we're able to you know bring people back from the dead, I really would like to talk to like Dorothy Fontana or mm-hmm. Gene Coons. But I think I would just ultimately have to decide gene roddenberry just to to go back to the very original conception of the show and uh just pick his brain about uh, 
a, a lot of stuff and his his life he had such an interesting life leading up to the uh leading up to the creation of star trek a lot of people don't know that he's born in el paso texas so star trek was created by a texan you're welcome uh yeah, so awesome we, we we gave you all the the creator of star trek but but yeah just i would i would really want to get some insight into at what point did he know like how how big of a of a of a creation this was going to grow into and there's there's kind of different facets of Roddenberry you know like 1960s Roddenberry was kind of a different dude than the guy going on a college campus tour in the late 70s he's kind of different dude from the guy working on next generation in the late 80s so it, it would also be like which version of Gene Roddenberry do I want to talk to but yeah I think I think that'd be the the go to if I could pick anyone from throughout all of time and space living or dead it, it would be the great bird of the galaxy so I want to thank everybody one more time for being part of the show this week uh, this was really awesome to get to chat with everybody and get to meet everybody uh, and now one last time also most important thing here is make sure you guys plug your shows uh, Julian go ahead tell us how everybody can listen to a strange new pod yeah, just real quick, Matthew, I want to say thank you for having us on to do this. Uh, but you can follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Strange New Pod. And then we go live on Twitch every Thursday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, twitch.tv slash Strange New Pod. And we also have a website, strangenewpod.com. Pretty easy, pretty simple. Well, you can catch us every Friday night live on YouTube at 7 p.m. Central. If you want to check out the live video show and then you can listen to the podcast wherever you get your pods, either late Sunday night or early Monday morning. And you can follow me on Twitter at TX Trek. Tweet. Yeah. The Dura Sisters podcast can be found on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, all under the Dura Sisters podcast. Uh, we also post our suggested watch, watch lists on social media beforehand. So you can watch the episodes that we watch before we release our most current episodes. We've got a lot of fun stuff on TikTok. And you can also email us at the Dura Sisters podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Patreon too, uh, which is patreon.com slash the Dura Sisters podcast. If we're plugging Patreons, patreon.com slash strange new pod as well. Yes. Support local podcasts and independent Woo. podcasts. <laughs> Julian, Father, Rihanna, uh, Ashlyn, this has been really great. You know, like I kind of live over on Trek Untold Island where I'm very isolated from the rest of the world. It feels like just me doing my show by myself. Uh, and you know, like I see you guys basically all the time on social media, but I really don't interact too much with people in general. I'm not too good at that thing. Uh, I'm not too good at the whole social media part. So uh, it's really been honestly really great to actually be able to, to meet all you guys face to face and just talk Star Trek, talk podcasting. Uh, you know, it's doing podcasting you know it's funny because you can have all sorts of different guests on from all over the place but it is a community of creators and i feel like so often we kind of forget that and we don't get a chance to really mingle with each other so uh you know truly this is this has been really great for me to be able to meet all you guys and i uh, hope we could all do some work together at some point i mean now we all know each other so now we're uh we're not quite family yet but hey it's close enough right absolutely <laughs> well, thank you for bringing us all here and uh, allowing us to introduce ourselves to each other yeah this is wonderful so awesome so thank much you. for having us yeah this has been a great so again, everybody out there, make sure you check out all these shows. you got now a lot of things to listen to every week. Uh, if you're not already listening to these guys, you should be. So uh, again, everybody, Julian, Fathery, Ashlyn, Rihanna, thank you again. Uh, you guys are awesome. And uh, we will see you guys hopefully down the line. Until then, LLAP. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of Trek Untold. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trek Untold, which is just one word in all those platforms. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or any of those other locations, please leave a positive review and a five-star rating if you can to help show other listeners how much you like this podcast and spread the word. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like the video, leave a comment, and subscribe to our channel at youtube.com slash nerdnewstoday. If you're enjoying Trek Untold and in a position to financially support the show, I hope you consider being one of our Patreon supporters by visiting patreon.com slash trekuntold, where you can help us out for as low as $2 a month and get some pretty sweet perks. Shout out once again to Triple Fiction Productions, who you can check out at triple-fictionproductions.net. If you're a collector of Star Trek toys in any size or scale or enjoy prop replicas, you're going to love the quality of their 3D printed products, and I'm sure you will be a repeat customer. If you have any comments, feedback, or suggestions for future guests, send an email to me at trekuntold at gmail.com. I hope you'll beam up again with us next week for another episode of Trek Untold. So until then, I'm Matthew. Thanks for listening, and remember, fortune favors the bold. Trek Untold is sponsored by treksphere.com. 
promoting fan-produced Star Trek content in all forms, is powered by the Rageworks Podcasting Network, and is affiliated with Nerd News Today.